More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it's the morning after the Iowa caucus. History was made uh, pretty amazing uh, our number remains the same, by the way, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the uh, program. Um, I don't think anybody, I, in, in all honesty, I thought the polls probably might have been overstating the support in Iowa that Donald Trump had. And it was kind of interesting to watch the, the mob, the media do their thing. And, and as usual, they they wanted to be against Donald Trump. And they, well, he may end up being below 50 percent. I'm like, Okay, so if he ends up being below 50 percent, but he beat the numbers of both Governor Ron DeSantis, who came in second, by the way, with a very respectable showing over 20 percent and Nikki Haley around 19 percent. But he beat both of these candidates combined. And, you know, we'll have our pollsters on. We'll analyze this later in the program. But if you go back and look at history and the history of the Iowa caucuses, what you find is that this is the biggest margin by far ever of any uh, Republican to win in in Iowa. Uh, the biggest margin prior to this was Bob Dole with a little over 12%. I mean, that's how profound this was. And um, the people of Iowa, I mean, literally, you know, it was eight degrees. The temperature in Des Moines was minus eight with the wind chill about minus 20 degrees and then some people are saying well the turnout wasn't as high as usual and i'm like okay the turnout the fact that it turned out the turnout was as high as it is is a tribute to the people of iowa uh for you know being willing to bear uh what was the the lowest temperature in the history of the of the iowa caucuses it's pretty amazing here but you know this is a this was a knockout win I mean, he got 51% of the vote. He got 98 out of 99 counties in Iowa. So this was all across the state. Um, I think one of the biggest numbers to come out of last night was that Donald Trump, you know, eight out of 10 Iowans see that all of these attacks against Donald Trump are political in nature. Um, and, and I think that speaks volumes also. I think that the American people, 
know that from the minute this guy walked down the escalator uh, at at Trump Tower, you know, all through a three year, you know, a peddling of conspiracy theory after conspiracy theory, lies and hoaxes uh, that the Russia hoax, you know, ended up being totally, completely and utterly debunked. There were very few of us at the time that were unpeeling every layer of the onion to get to the truth. And finally, we got vindication through the Horowitz report and then later the Durham report years later. But all our reporting turned out to be 100 percent accurate. I had on this program, I had the best reporters. I had the best sources. Uh, we, we would double, triple check our work before we'd bring the news to you that the media mob could have gotten themselves but didn't bother to 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 go after uh they were perfectly comfortable you know peddling their lies peddling their conspiracy theories uh you know follow that up by impeachment one follow that up by impeachment two and and follow that up with you know charges here charges there and charges everywhere i mean and that did not at all factor into the thinking of the people of iowa because they see something that is political such raw political uh, abuse of our justice system for what it is and and i think they're saying this can't happen in the country that is a loud message to those people out there that just want to take donald trump and and eliminate him i mean in new york this this case is a joke this civil trial brought by an attorney general that ran on a platform that stated very publicly very often to go after one man to go after one family, to go after one organization, a judge that is adhering to a value that is obscene and absurd and completely false, that Mar-a-Lago is only worth $18 million. Well, Mar-a-Lago is 20-some-odd acres of land. It's got 50. It's a historic property. It's got a club associated with it, actually two clubs, if you consider the beach club. Uh, it is on the intercoastal. It is on the ocean. Uh, this is prime Palm Beach real estate. And, you know, if you look and and through multiple listing, you can see plots of land, just, you know, bare land with dirt with nothing on it on the ocean alone, not the intercoastal selling, you know, the sale price is two hundred million dollars. And this judge, you know, the whole case is supposed to be about, well, Donald Trump uh, was unfair to banks and unfair to insurance companies. Uh, because he overvalued some of his properties in New York in financial statements. Not that it would matter anyway, because there was a disclaimer in every single one of those agreements saying, don't count on our valuations. You must do your own due diligence and come up with your own estimates. And by the way, it would be how reckless and irresponsible would it be for a bank or an insurance company to either lend money or give a policy and not come up with their own valuations when you're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars. And and here's the other interesting part is nobody, no, no insurance company, no bank at all has one single complaint with the Trump organization over the deals that they made. But yet this guy is is claiming this property that is worth probably closer to a billion dollars, maybe more. I don't really know. I know that Ken Griffin, the, the the big hedge fund guy, bought five, you know, mansions on the ocean in Palm Beach, paid, you know, literally a hundred million dollars for each of them, and and now he could probably sell all of them for two hundred million. But he's knocking down all the mansions that are there and he's building two mansions on five separate lots. 
I mean, this is crazy money. I know nobody thinks this way because it's money that the average person can't understand. I, I certainly can't understand that kind of money. That's crazy. Um, and, uh, you know, but that is the reality of Palm Beach real estate. And the judges say, no, it's worth 18 million. And he's sticking to his own lie. Does that sound like Donald Trump's going to get a fair verdict here? No, he walked in. They had a summary judgment. The case was lost before this even began. This is the penalty phase. And what is the attorney general of New York is trying to cancel the Trump organization completely, turn their business over to some type of conservatorship, have somebody else run their business. They'll have no say in their business. They'll have to sell all their property. It's basically a way to completely cancel one family, one man, one business in New York, which, by the way, is going to end up with probably the firing of innocent people that make their living working at, at these hotels, working in these buildings. You know, if you work as a, a doorman in New York, you know, you, you tend to get a pretty high salary. It's a career job for a lot of people. And, and all the other people that work in the restaurants and the stores that are associated, unless the new owner comes in and, and, and keeps those people working, these people's jobs are in jeopardy. But uh, they'll be successful. But, you know, on appeal, I think Donald Trump has a better chance. But, you know, just back to Iowa, you look at all of this, and it's clear the people of Iowa made a determination that all of this is politics. All of this is driven by politics. All of this has an agenda behind it. You know, um, let's go to last night. This, this, I've known Donald Trump for almost 30 years, and he was on the program yesterday. And if you were listening to the interview, at one point I asked him, I said, and I actually told him, I said, I really prefer when you do town halls. He's done, I can't even, dozens of town halls with me over the years since he entered the political arena. And I like him in that format better than he, he comes across at his rallies. Now, I'm not being critical of his rallies. I mean, those rallies are a phenomenon in and of themselves. There's no candidate that I can think of in our lifetime that could have tens and tens of thousands of people show up, and it doesn't really matter what part of the country he's going to, and they'll wait in the cold, the wind, the rain, they'll sleep overnight outside so they can get a good seat. I mean, it's, you know, like a rock concert. It's like, you know, getting a Rolling Stones ticket or, or you know, going to the, the hottest artist out there, a Taylor Swift concert, whatever you want to say. And and I just we've never seen anything like it. The only thing missing is him playing guitar and the drums and singing. And but that is a phenomenon that it just goes to him. And I know his enemies hate it. I know it scares the hell out of Democrats. I know the results scare the hell out of the media. You can hear it in their commentary last night. MSDNC would not even run Donald Trump's speech. You know, their lead conspiracy theorist, you know, Rachel Maddow, the person that peddled the Russian hoax, the Russian conspiracy theories, the Russian lies, you know, actually still has an audience. She's never apologized. She's never recanted. She's never retracted. She's never clarified that she was ever wrong. But, you know, don't worry. NBC News has no problem keeping her on the payroll at, an estimated reported $30 million a year, uh, which is, you know, I'm fine for her, but she's, she's, she's not accurate in her reporting. We just know that everybody on that channel hates Trump. We know everybody on fake news CNN hates Trump. We know everybody at the New York Times and the Washington Post 
everyone at ABC, NBC, CBS, they all hate Trump. But yet one thing they've not been able to accomplish, and that is separating Donald Trump from the base of support that he clearly has that no other political candidate has. Do you think Joe Biden could fill an arena filled of a thousand people? I don't even think so. Do you think he's even capable of doing an hour and a half speech rally? A lot of it ad libbed. I don't think it's possible. And then on this show yesterday, I'm, I'm beginning to see a change in Donald Trump. We've heard a lot of grievance over the last three years, uh, a lot of anger expressed over, you know, uh, the 2020 elections, some of which I agree with. You know, laws were not followed where partisan observers can observe and constitutions were not complied with. But Donald Trump in the last town hall with me, the town hall with Brett Baer and Martha McCallum and on this show yesterday and in his speech last night, he is he's showing a different side of him in his in his town halls, in his speeches, which is a little different than the red meat that he's throwing out at rallies that people like, you know, he's showing another side of him, a side that I've known for a long time, that he's actually an engaging person, really smart, way more dialed in than anyone's ever given him credit for. He's generous. He's funny as hell and irreverent as hell. And and that part comes across more in a town hall format or an interview format like on this program yesterday. Here was what he said last night. I thought he was being very gracious to his opponents and and trying to bring the country together. I just heard a different dialed in Donald Trump last night, and I've been hearing it now for the last month. And I think if he stays with this philosophy, it will serve him well. Listen. Well, I want to thank everybody. This has been some period of time. And most importantly, we want to thank the great people of Iowa. Thank you. We love you all. What a turnout. What a crowd. And I really think this is time now for everybody, our country, to come together. We want to come together, uh, whether it's Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative. It would be so nice if we could come together and straighten out the world and straighten out the problems and straighten out all of the death and destruction that we're witnessing that's practically never been like this. It's uh, just so important. And I want to make that a very big part of our message. We're going to come together. It's going to happen soon, too. It's going to happen soon. We got Mexico to give us 28,000 soldiers free. And we had remain in Mexico and we had catch and release in Mexico. And we did a job. We had the safest border in our history. We had the greatest economy in our history. We had a great, we were a great nation three years ago and now we're a nation in decline. We are going to turn it around so fast. It's going to happen so fast. We're going to drill. We're going to make great. We have great wealth. We're going to drill. We're going to use that money to lower your taxes even further. We gave you the biggest tax cut in history. And we're going to lower them further, and we're also going to pay off national debt. It's about time. It's about time. To all of the people standing behind me and all of the people in this room and so many great politicians and great dignitaries and friends, I just want to thank you all. This is a very special night. And this is the first because the big night is going to be in November when we take back our country and truly we do make our country great again. Thank you very much, everybody. Great honor. Thank you very much. If he sticks with that tone, pitch, cadence and delivery, 
I don't see how he gets beaten. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. As we uh, roll along, it is the morning after the Iowa caucus. Next week, it is New Hampshire. Uh, we're going to get a, a snapshot. Uh, New Hampshire is a funky state. I mean, because it's a state that allows uh, independents uh, to vote either in the Republican primary or the Democratic primary. There certainly has been a orchestrated effort uh, to, to get Democrats to muddy the waters and it seems like you know people like david plouffe and and other obama people and other democrats have been trying to organize efforts to uh hurt donald trump by by pushing nikki haley in this particular case i'm not blaming nikki for that i'm just saying that's what's going on um desantis coming in in second i think was a good showing for him because i mean he probably worked the hardest of anybody in iowa uh, but still, combined, Trump beat both of them. The new Sean Hannity Show, talking about what's right for America, with a renewed commitment to keep you up to date on the breaking news stories. All right, 25 to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, our number if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, you know, have you taken a look at what, a uh, mechanic charges per hour to work on your car. By the way, they deserve every penny because I used to fix my own cars. I I'd change starters and alternators. I do tune-ups. I do brakes. Uh, I do a lot of work on my car, and I now open the hood of a car and I'm like, okay, let me bring it to the mechanic. Let me bring it to the dealer, and because I can't make heads or tails of any of it. Um, but the costs are just skyrocketing. I mean, you really, it's, it's like going to medical school when you become a mechanic today 
and it's so sophisticated the technology it's just impossible and it, and it's expensive if your car breaks down and that's why I love car shield so much with prices rising on everything I pretty much locked in not only the price of any expensive repair uh, but also securing safety and security when I'm on the road or if I'm on the road with you know my family or or people that work with me and CarShield offers protection plans for about 100 bucks a month. They cover more parts than ever before, from alternators to big-ticket items if you needed a new transmission, for example. Uh, it doesn't matter if your car has 5,000 or 150,000 miles on it. CarShield has a protection plan for you. Uh, you don't want a two, three, four thousand dollars $4,000 repair bill. Uh, that's going to set so many people back, especially in these tough economic times. Anyway, this year you can choose Car Shield and they'll have your back when your car breaks down. They'll help you out with roadside assistance and everything in between. Uh, go to carshield.com slash Hannity, carshield.com slash Hannity, or you can give them a call. It's 800-587-5060. Uh, mention my name, you save 20% on your plan. That's carshield.com slash Hannity or call 800, it's toll free, 800 587 Five zero six zero, and mention my name to save twenty percent. You definitely want to do that. You know, there's an, an interesting editorial in today's New York Post, and it's really simple. It's the grocery stupid. Now, by regularly griping about the supposed mystery of why so many voters say they prefer Donald Trump or another Republican president, uh, Biden's pundit backers mainly expose their elitist arrogance. Uh, it goes on to say, because if they'd been shopping to feed their families the last few years, they would have noticed that the average grocery bill has shot up a whopping 25 percent. Then it goes on to point out, nor has wage growth remotely kept pace. It rose less than inflation for Biden's you know, first couple of years in office, while the 2023 st uh, statistics are not final. Uh, it wasn't a hell of a lot better last year either. You know, by the way, they found out, I think, 10% of Americans are actually, they represent 92% of the stock market. That's why whenever anyone, whenever anyone mentions the stock market to me as an economic barometer, I'm like, okay, it's meaningless to a lot of people. Now we know it's most people. It just is meaningless. It's not impacting their lives. The 60% of you that are listening to my show that are part of a group of Americans that live paycheck to paycheck, and out of that 60%, there's people that aren't making it month to month. There, there's a part of uh, that percentage of people that are literally uh, using their credit cards for bare necessities uh, just to put food on the table every month. You know, there's a part of that that group of 60 percent that are also cashing in their pensions at massive, huge penalty prices, you know, because they need the money so bad. That was money that they were hoping to save for their their older years and they're going to have to use it now and they rightly point out inflation yeah while it might have eased in in recent months it's still well above three percent and may well spike back up as you know the hootie rebels are you know their response to joe biden and and great britain's attack of killing five people big deal was to fire on an an american ship i mean oh i guess they're really afraid of joe biden I don't think so, but their attacks on Red Sea shipping are creating a new supply chain disruption that's going to cost all of us money. 
And, you know, or maybe some Americans were duped into buying an electric vehicle that they now don't like. I mean, it's amazing that Hertz was, you know, Joe Biden was out there heralding Hertz and their electric vehicle fleet. Well, they're now they're returning their electric vehicle fleet. They don't want it. You know, Ford lost four point five billion dollars in what was otherwise a, a good year for them uh, in their electric vehicle line. So they're stopping production of it. And so many other automakers, they can't afford those kind of losses and stay in business. And it's all, of course, because of the climate alarmist religious cult led by people like Joe Biden. So when they talk about it's the grocery stupid, you know, Linda, I, I talk about this all the time. I am amazed that people are amazed that I meet in the grocery store. They're like, oh, what are you doing here? I'm like shopping. What are you doing here? Um, I guess people, what, what, is it that people think that I must have people that do that for me or something? I don't know. Or even if I'm pumping my, you know, gas into my car, people are like, what are you, why are you here? I'm like, cause my car is running out of gas. Um, but I like to do my own grocery shopping. I like to pick my own meat out. I mean, you can use Instacart. Instacart is like the greatest invention ever besides Uber Eats if you're in a rush, but I still want to go to the store and pick out my own stuff. I like to shop. I like to get the things exactly like I, I want. I'm very, very picky when it comes to my diet. I'm very picky when it comes to the meat that I like to buy. Linda, how true is all this? It's very you know, true. For a fact. Yeah. But don't you find it kind of funny that people always ask, what are you doing here? Why do they ask that? I don't well, they get... figure that you might be busy, like, you know, dealing with morons, politicians, you know, figuring out, you know, world peace and stuff like that, you know? You know, I actually like doing it because I find it, I don't know, in a weird way. I just Well, I mean, I... everybody knows you work better on a full stomach, right? So you got to go food shopping. You got to get some food. You right, did, you have to go, did you have to go there? Really? After yes. I saw the... After I saw the crap that you drink every day, which is disgusting. Listen. And you have bottles and bottles of it. You want to tell everybody what you said? Yeah, I did. If, I said, if you keep drinking 10 of these a day, you know, you're going to gain weight. He's like, you're going to get big, girl. These are not for getting thin. It's 360 calories but in a little container. But if that's all I have, it's not sugar. And it's literally, oh it's literally you know, green cashews, sweet pale. fruits. That's right. Beetroots. Uh -huh. I mean, so if it's a total no, no, of like 800 calories a day, and I'm running around. No, you 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 had 10 bottles of it. What are you? I talking had 10 about bottles. Really, really. Yes. You do kept you, bringing you over another bottle and show and me go, the different. And go work for fake news. Come on now. No. All right. You had. You literally handed me four in one at one point, and then later I saw the other bottles no, I with different brought, colors. I brought all the bottles because we were traveling. What, did you think we all wanted to have it together? First you think we were all, all going to share, like, shots of this? Sharing is caring, unlike some people who, uh, you know, want to eat crap and I would rather I would rather die than eat that, drink that crap that you drink. And I know, because everyone tried it but you. That's right, because I'm you're smarter afraid. than everybody it's else. okay. You should get in touch uh, with your inner oh, child. No. Touch into that. That's okay. good. All right. What well, what is the green puke one? The one that looks like projectile vomit it's called from the sweet greens. Exorcist. Sweet greens. Uh, sweet greens. Sweet. What does sweet greens have in it? A, a because kale, it has a, it has kale, spinach, it has spinach, chard. All right. I want everyone to to imagine the Exorcist and Linda Blair's head turning around 360 degrees and her projectile vomiting green puke because that's what it looks like. I assure you, my head does not turn that way, and I do not vomit. It, and what is the other one, the orange one? What is that made of? That's actually really good. That's carrot and citrus. Okay, carrot and citrus. I wouldn't drink and that. And those two drinks, 
those two drinks, right. one is 150 and one is 130 calories. The only right. reason... Everyone you showed me yesterday was 360 no, no, calories. No, 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 yeah, 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 no. Yeah, 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 what yeah. happened Everyone. was you went into the bag of juices and you pulled out, oh, what's this one? This one doesn't look too bad. And I said, that's a protein drink. It's vanilla cashew. You're like, oh, it's disgusting. Well, the only good thing about that, it looked like normal puke color. Like, in other words, it was like tan. And when you puke, usually it's sort of kind of tan. What kind of puke do you have? Puke? It depends on what you ate. It has nothing to do. There's I, no I, standard puke color. I haven't puked in, in ages. And well, I listen, I'm, I'm, I fortunately... Talking about this will make me want to puke. Food poisoning, that, you know, you bring up whatever you ate. You got tacos, you bring up lettuce and meat. You don't bring up tan. Anyway, back to the, the, the <laughs> New York Post. It's the grocery stupid. I mean, you know, what part of them being so out of touch with the average American? I, look, I know people get sick of me telling my story. I don't want to tell the whole story. I just give you the summary. And that is, I know what it's like to live paycheck to paycheck. And it sucks. Uh, I don't live paycheck to paycheck anymore. I've been blessed. All of you have blessed me in my life that I found what I love to do, and, and I get paid really well doing it. I never expected to even last a week, never mind as long as I've been able to last in this business. I really didn't. Every show I thought I was going to be fired, which is why when I was in Atlanta, uh, they would cassette tape every program, and after the show, I'd go steal this tape so Sluggo couldn't go back and listen to the show because he was in meetings during the time I was on the air. I mean, I did that for my entire four years in Atlanta. He's like, well, where are the tapes? I'm like, I have no idea, Sluggo. I have no idea. Um, but anyway, if they, if they don't understand, and these people on television, let me tell you something. The people on television are usually paid pretty well. Most people on television are paid, uh, you know, very well, actually. And I'm just telling you, a lot of them get out of touch. I, I, I don't know why my brain is wired in such a way that even though I have stuff, I still think as as the guy that lived paycheck to paycheck. And I'm walking through the store and I'm looking at the price. I'm like, all right, well, I can get 93% lean uh, chopped meat or what, what do people call that? It's ground made, meat. It's ground meat. Ground, all right, ground beef. All right, or I can get 85% and pay a lot less per pound. I, I'm going to go for the 85% and take the extra fat because I love fat anyway. You know, but as long as I don't get you know, heavy again. It took a, six months for me to lose, you know, 25 pounds. Anyway, so there are a few people out there that are experiencing this, but we, we, you know, these are not statistics. They're real people, real lives, and there's real suffering among the American people. And then, you, God forbid, you look around worldwide, and, you know, what do we see, you know, looking at the New York Post earlier today, is Europe is now preparing for Vladimir Putin to expand his country's war in Ukraine and attack NATO ally countries next year. Well, I don't think it's going to happen if Trump is president. If Biden is president, all bets are off. Just like he moved nuclear, uh, part of his nuclear arsenal to Belarus. And then it goes on to describe a, a, a scenario uh, that literally, according to an outlet, obtained classified military information from the German Ministry of Defense, the country's armed forces are gearing up for a hybrid Russian attack in Eastern Europe, and the newspapers detailing how multiple potential alarming scenarios could unfold. And they're literally talking about, you know, what countries that that Putin has his eye on. He could start waging war in the Baltics by July with cyber attacks. 
uh, while stirring up discontent among Russian nationals in Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania. I mean, this this could become a, a full, you know, on European war, the likes of which the world's not ready for. And Joe Biden's not capable of handling. You know, and Joe, now we learned yesterday that Joe Biden is lecturing Bibi to stop winning the war and pull out of of Gaza. No, no. When I was there in 2014 and I was in the tunnels and I was in the, you know, the the neighboring town of Steyrot, what did I see? I saw a town that in 10 years got, you know, pelted with 10,000 rockets. They're getting hit from the south in Gaza, the north out of Lebanon and Hezbollah. I mean, they've got to have a secure country. You know, it's it's pretty unbelievable to me. By the way, he was asked yesterday, Biden, do you have a message for Iran? The president, I've already delivered the message to Iran. They know not to do anything. Oh, okay. That's real. I'm sure they're really listening because they just sent warships into the Red Sea to help the Houthi rebels of whom they've been funding their proxy war against countries in, in the Middle East like Saudi Arabia for the longest period of time. By the way, the House GOP is targeting federal workers that are walking out and they're going to punish them. That participate in a planned pro-Palestinian walkout today. Let's see what happens with that. Uh, but you know, it's it's getting scary. The, the I I don't see things getting better. I see this man is not equipped mentally, emotionally. He's not strong enough physically to be president. And then people are wondering. They're scratching their heads. Well, why do people like Trump still? Because he's a strong president, and his policies were infinitely more successful. Americans could no longer afford their cars. There was an article on the economy today. I mean, new car prices rose by, you know, a few percentage points. The average is now $50,000 for a new car. Used car prices fell by 2%, but they're still at, you know, near COVID highs. The average used car is $31,000. I mean, it's unbelievable. 72% of Americans say groceries are where they feel inflation the most. I know for a fact because I go shopping and people ask me what the hell I'm doing there. I'm like, I'm buying food because I like to eat. You know, MSDNC, you know, uh, host and former Biden campaign aide Simone Sanders Townsend said voters are not going to get the president's Bidenomics message and suggested they let it go. Maybe it's because Bidenomics failed. His trillion-dollar climate change agenda is also blowing up. And John Kerry, frankly, has a lot to answer for. All this money that they 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 literally poured down the drain is coming back to bite us. The housing sh uh, shortage, rent prices are through the roof. People can't afford to get a new home because interest rates are still too high in a lot of cases. And home prices have not declined. And there's no new home building because Joe brought that to a screeching halt. And, of course, we have, you know, 10 million illegal immigrants in the country, and I'm sure among them are terror cells that Joe has invited and come to America. That was his own words. Anyway, this was a big day for Trump yesterday, and, you know, now it's on to New Hampshire. I, I would say it's advantage Trump, but New Hampshire's a little funky. And I would say even if he lost New Hampshire, I don't really see him, see him losing Nevada, South Carolina, and Super Tuesday states you know, seem to favor Trump, at least according to the polls as of now. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 